Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have near-death experiencer Mark Hodges, and Mark's near-death experience is unlike any other that we've had on the show because he, once he died, was shown the multiverse and the truth of all other realities. It's a pretty insane NDE, so let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show Mark Hodges. How you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm doing perfect. Thanks, Alex. Uh, I'm honored to be on your show. Thanks for inviting me. And um, I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time now. I appreciate that. Yeah, it does take a couple minutes to get onto the show nowadays, but <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on, man. And I'm looking forward to talking about your uh, unique uh, experiences that you've had in your life oh, my uh, and sharing yeah. them with the audience. But my first question is, what was your life like before you had your near-death experience? I had a military career before my professional career in civilian life. Um, I was in the air, I was in the Air Force, but I worked for the NSA. Um, they would call my job now nowadays. They would say I'm a or my job was a what's now called an intelligence analyst, but back then we didn't call it that. But um, mm-hmm. that was really who I worked for was NSA and uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency. It was run by the Army, by the way. And then um, I did that for four tours of duty, did the whole Pacific Rim. And um, um, you could say I was involved in communications technologies, anything having to do with electromagnetic waves, which um, really primed me to understand all the paranormal stuff that was happening and would happen in my life from there on. Uh, It's a very important concept to know is how all these waves are moving all through the universe and all around us um we could get into ley lines and all that stuff um mm-hmm. but um it's it's really uh i realized that i had been groomed my whole life to understand that part of all this so i could put the pieces together to tell you tell you all how i see things how they work in the universe at least some of it <laughs> still have questions on how a lot of it works but were you uh, um, were you spiritual before the near death experience? Um, yeah, I guess you could say not religious. Um, my uh, okay, so um, af- so after I got out of the Air Force, I became a software development uh, manager um, for a major bank and retired in two thousand fourteen. Really, not by choice. I just became really sick in two thousand eight, and somehow managed to survive um, 
retirement until I, I was uh, had enough vested time in the company. I was able to not work anymore at that time. But as far as religion goes, so <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because, and I've, I've mentioned this in a few other interviews I've had, um, I grew up, my family was Seventh-day Adventist. Have you ever heard of that religion mm -hmm. before? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, an interesting doctrine of theirs is they don't believe you have a soul they believe we all share kind of like a shared soul um and it's basically the holy spirit they think they say when you die the holy spirit returns to heaven and then you just stay in the ground and are resurrected when jesus comes again that's the basic premise of the religion mm -hmm. And uh, of course, the seventh day part of it is just they worship on Saturday, just like Muslims and Jewish people, because mm -hmm. that was one of the Ten Commandments. Um, um, so, knowing growing up in that religion, I had no idea that there ever was such a thing as a, a near death experience or out of body experience, or even that I had a soul. It wasn't <laughs> until really my near death experience that I even comprehended that. Um, and so, um, so yes, it's spiritual for sure. I've always been searching for this mysterious angel, for lack of a better term, that disappeared in front of my eyes when I was 11 years old. So um, you can consider me one of the very OG ghost hunters because I was always searching for this, how this happened. Like there was a, there was an angel or a helper or a guide or whatever that materialized in our world and helped my uncle and I out of a really tough situation when I was 11 years old. And when, in, when that all finished, he just van literally, he just van him and his car that um, we were in just vanished in front of my eyes. And I don't know who else, if anybody saw that, but, mm -hmm. and so my whole life I was searching for what that could be. Uh, who that was how could he just vanish into, into thin air and um, so spiritual maybe not like in a big sense but I knew there had to be something bigger than um, this than, than <laughs> what we know and this I call this an illusion now Sure. Ever since sure. I had my internet experience, because it basically is an illusion we live in. <laughs> yeah, and it's been talked about in you know the Vedic texts in India, the the great illusion, the great dream. You know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't delved into a lot of the ancient Indian writings yet, like you have. Um, mm. But those are definitely on my list. Um, matter of fact, that's the whole premise of my channel, is um, to learn um, or remember. I say I call learning remembering now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, to remember all the different languages that we already know in our DNA um, through all the lives that we're living right now. Sure. While we're living this life. I know that's to some people who have never heard of this concept. Uh, I apologize, but uh, it's a lot for this brain or I call oh. I, I call our brain a spirit trap. Just like on Ghostbusters, you have those little traps. That trap yeah, yeah. Things. That's our brain. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you want to start making head, heads explode, just tell everybody that there is no past life, there is no future life. It's right. all happening at the exact same That's time. That's exactly right. I, I always <laughs> told, I told everybody that because I experienced that when I died. Um, 
So, let, uh, so we, we we've hinted about this. What happened? What what happened in the day of your near death experience? What led up to it? Yeah. So I was in uh, surgery number five of thirteen. <laughs> Shoot, Lord, um, God bless. And man. my last two surgeries I had, I was in a coma. So we might want to touch on base with that one at the end, maybe to show the difference between two possible near-death experiences. One, I was in a coma and didn't know I was in a coma when I woke up in the middle of it. And uh, a point where a quantum entanglement or something happened in the operating room and I came out of my body. So those are two mm -hmm. separate animals. Mm -hmm. you, you can't really lump those into the same uh, category. But okay. um, it's very interesting that I had both of them so I can come back and tell you guys about it. Um, so, so tell us. Okay, so the first surgery, this surgery, the NDE, first NDE happened about a decade ago, about 12 years ago now. And uh, uh, I had uh, surgery, they opened me all the way up from my, like my sternum area all the way down past my belly button. And they had to, they put this mesh inside me, you know, that I'm sure you've seen all the commercials mm -hmm. on TV mm -hmm. about all the lawsuits and all this stuff. Well, I'm one right. of those victims. Oh, I'm but, sorry. but of course, my my the company that made my mesh wasn't part of those major uh, class action suits. So maybe one day I'll see some kind of compensation. But um, it put my life through hell for over a decade now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still not right because of it. But I, I don't. When they took it out, finally, um, they uh, they didn't replace it with any more mesh. They just and I said, "Well, what happens now?" And the surgeon goes, well, "I don't know." <laughs> and here we are, five years later. That was 2017. So, anyway, back to the NDE. Um, when at um, at some point, um... we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Something stopped working in my body. I used to think it was breathing, but I had a, there was an anesthesiologist that didn't think so. Um, she thought maybe it was my heart that stopped beating. So something happened and it stopped me from, stopped my bodily functions from doing whatever. And I came out of my body at that exact moment. I came out through my head backwards and sort of i uh when i gave my interview the first interview ever about this back in january to the on the jeff mara show i it's, it feel i said it feels kind of like uh, you're in a pool and you got your legs your feet up against the wall the side of a pool and then you push off mm -hmm. and that gliding back motion wow. is kind of how i felt when i came out okay and uh mixed with the biggest kind of high you could ever imagine like People call it love. Um, it's just the biggest feeling of warmth and love and everything's going to be all right kind of feeling. Like, and um, so I did this. I kind, of, I kind of slid back, glided back, kind of at an upward angle from my body. And I was looking down at myself for a while. And I was trying to tell them I didn't want to go back to that body, like, stop trying to save me you know because i had been in so much pain and misery for the five years before that that i i was done i was at the end of my rope at that point i i just didn't want to go on anymore and um so after a little while 
um, after, you know, they couldn't hear me. That was really frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually I got like a tractor beam would suck you back. I got sucked back into one of the outlets, the uh, electrical outlets in the operating room of the hospital. And because of that, I now know that our soul or spirit body, whatever you want to label it, it runs on alternating current or there is alternating current associated with our soul. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that it's very important. Um, And so anyway, I, I, when, once I got inside one of those prongs (laughs) in the outlet, I went, I shot really fast, like through this long tunnel slash wormhole. It it was more like a wormhole, like uh, in a Star Trek movie or something, or like in contact when you see, we're mm-hmm. going through all those wormholes. It was. It looked exactly like that, except the difference is I was going faster than light. Um, I don't. I know that doesn't seem possible, but um, even Franco Romero, uh, we were talking about. Um, he told me that um, it was one of your earlier guests you had on back mm-hmm. in May. He told me um, that there are much faster forms of energy than light. Mm-hmm. And so, um, call it gravity, whatever you want to call it, I was in it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was going faster than light. And um, I just remember just seeing colors that I've never seen before, sparkling everywhere, and um, it's just kind of like going on a ride in a music park—the best ride you've ever been on for the first time. Mm-hmm. Kind of terrified, but yet you know everything was going to be okay. Um, and then. At some point, I don't know. I don't know how long that was in our time, but when that, when all, when the tunnel stopped, when the wormhole stopped, it everything just went. Zoom. All the light and everything that I had been passing, sort of all caught up with me, and it boom, like that. And when that when that happened, I was in a bathroom, <laughs> and um, I knew that I was dead on the operating table in Tampa, Florida, but where I was in this bathroom was San Diego, California, it, but not this San Diego. It was a different San Diego. And I don't know how to tell you how I knew that. It's just something you, I knew. Okay. I, things, when you're out of your body, uh, I can see why our brains are designed the way they're designed because... when you're out of your body or in between lives i guess you could call it um there is kind of no time or space so it's hard to say how long i i i was actually dead on the operating table for it could have been seconds maybe Mm -hmm. um but in this time it went on for years and years and Mm -hmm. um, centuries um i I know it sounds like i'm a crazy person but this is exactly what i experienced and so in this bathroom i looked in the mirror i was looking in the mirror when i stopped in this wormhole and um i at first i thought i was kind of like a fly on the wall i was experiencing somebody else i was observing somebody else's life because i knew i was dead on the operating table so i was like okay so I don't know what this is, but let's roll, roll with it, this kind of thing. And eventually I, I realized that I was controlling the body of the face looking in the mirror. I'm like, how is this possible? And, you know, then I started touching myself and 
I was like, how is this possible? Because I was looking at a kid in a mirror. I was like 16 years old in that life. Mm-hmm. And imagine, I was trying to figure this out. I And um, so that that was the first life I was able to experience. And I was able to experience that life for a couple of years from like when I was 16 till I was 18 in that really? life. <laughs> okay. And I realized um, while I was experiencing this, I figured out I understood a lot of things. It took a while. I'm not even sure how long it took. Um, a lot of this is story. When you come back to this brain, a lot of this, the details of all this kind of go by the wayside. But the most important thing for me to know about that experience was that this life was connected to this life, the one I'm talking to you right now. And the things that I was experiencing in that life um, mattered to this life and vice versa. And then uh, um, once I understood the reason for that life, I moved on to another life. And this just kept happening like dominoes, one life after the other, after another. After the, I, so many, so many, I lost track of how many lives Were they all, so, so when you kept jumping from life to life, they were in different realities, if you sense alternate dimension, alternate timelines, if you will. Yeah, and some I would even say are what I call I call sandbox lives now. Like there's like lives within lives, like or kind of test bed lives. Think of it that way. <laughs> I know it's yeah. weird, but so imagine. I always tell people now, after the fact, that our thoughts are so important. Um, mm-hmm. You can't even imagine how important they are. Like. We are really creators. We, whatever we think happens, um, it may not happen in front of you in this life, but it happens somewhere. And that's why these test bed lives are set up. It's things that you do get tested. Let's say you're thinking about uh, doing something you probably shouldn't be doing. That actually happens. Whether it be, you know, whether you're drinking and driving or want to kill somebody or whatever. All Ro- those rob things a bank. Happen. Yeah. yeah, you want to go rob a bank, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and, um, all these things happen, they get carried up and, um, which I want to get into this maybe later, if we have time, I, there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I could just spend our whole interview just on one of these lives, just to tell you about all the, now were all these, li- were all these lives that you were being thrown into? No, I wasn't um, thrown into them. I was already there in them. Right. So you're, but you kept popping into other lives, you said, right? You yeah. It kind of, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, a Christmas oh. carol, right? With Scrooge uh, takes the trip with, you know, the spirits of Christmas past, past present. But it's almost yeah, sounds, it's, it, it, it was, sounds like quantum leap. It almost sounds like quantum leap to show. Yeah. No, I, I call that quantum, I, I call, I call it a quantum clock now. We all have a quantum clock, if you will. Mm-hmm. So every, so a second here seems kind of fast to us, but in many other dimensions, a second is a long time. Well, that's me. like inter- like an interstellar, <laughs> like an interstellar where when they go down to the planet, 15 minutes to them turned out to be like 30 years. Right. For the guy up in the in, That's in, exactly in the, in the what spaceship. I experienced. Yeah, I experienced this. I know yeah, how because it works. Time um, is very relevant. Uh, depend. It, it, time is, we can yeah, have a long conversation about time. But, some people think there's no time outside of this dimension, but I don't think so. I think there are, there is 
somewhat of a time in dimensions. Outside of dimensions, that's another whole story. So, so okay, so you're jumping from or, or, or experiencing life to life. I'm assuming they're different uh, people. Sometimes you're a guy, sometimes you're a girl, some mm -hmm. different cultures. So you're just jumping and experiencing different lives. During this whole process, as you continue to do this in this NDE, is there any other is there any other guide is there any other entity is there anything else that you feel even if you can't see it or you're just being oh. thrown into multiple lifetimes we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show one thing i knew for sure is that there is this greater force uh, i call it the infinite one now you know, you could call it God or source. Mm -hmm. Some people call it source. I, I've never heard that term until I started doing these interviews. Source <laughs> energy, yeah, sure. And now yeah. I hear it all the time, source. So I, what people call source, I call the infinite one, which is basically you and me. Mm -hmm. You and me are part of this source, a part mm -hmm. of this infinite one. We all make it up. And uh, when somebody says we we uh, have higher selves. I I even believe, um, I've heard others say this too, I believe that we all share that higher self. There is not an individual higher self. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, uh, I, going back to Franco again, he has so many good things I learned from him. Like he, he said, you can, you can be a drop of, drop of a drop of water can survive without an ocean but an ocean can't survive without a drop of water that's mm -hmm. sort of how you can look at our souls and how they operate um we're all experiencing separate experiences but there's something bigger on the other mm -hmm. side that's receiving that experience right um, <laughs> some main some mainframe the akashic records if you will yes something. exactly so coming from a, a it background I relate a lot to what I experienced in those kind of terms. Like you're right. Imagine the kind of computing power that's necessary <laughs> to make this whole reality. record thing reality. Like, for example, whenever you have a deja vu moment, I figured out how that works. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from this experience. So when you have that feeling like, Oh my God, I know I've been here before, but yet I know I haven't. So how is that possible? Well, that's because, about a millisecond ago or even shorter than that you were already there or would be there and it, this happens over and over and over and over and over and this is how the timelines go on there's just not one moment in time there's just that keeps going over and over until something stops it so this is where i'm at lately in my understanding i'm trying to Right now, I've learned that talking or channeling our our future self and our past self, there is a way to change timelines. Oh yeah, I understand. And I've been sort of um, teaching people what I've been thinking so, <laughs> lately about that. All right, so you're jumping from your quantum leaping uh, <laughs> from from Sorry. from from uh, different from different lifetimes in different and different, I guess timelines but they're all on earth right they're all different san diego's they might be different new york's mm -mm. Or, or oh no. no they're not so there you're in other going galaxies in... other places yeah other places that i don't even know how to describe it like 
yeah there's places <laughs> different bodies different atmospheres different uh, all kinds of things are happening we're living at the same time and um so i i still have questions you know i um when you come back to this your mind just our mind is designed for us to forget all that okay mm -hmm. when we come here and we're or when we come to another body but one of the biggest questions i haven't answered yet is in uh at what point do we decide or does something else decide for us when to inhabit another body <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for example because i would incarnate I, incarnate yeah in, incarnate right yeah and um i don't remember incarnating in this body mm -hmm. but a lot of my autistic friends do and they told me that we all always choose our mother and mm -hmm. um, we know why we came here etc cetera, etc cetera. i knew why i came here but i didn't really know that till i was two years old or i didn't remember until i was two two years old i told my parents why i came here because i had to deliver a message to all of humanity one day an important message and i had to learn all the languages on earth <laughs> so uh, so I said, so uh we're really quickly then so as as you're jumping from from lifetime to lifetime in different timelines what happens at the end of this quantum leaping if you will nothing happens uh i just um there was a there was a point when I got to right before I came back into this body, and I don't know how long it was from that point until the time I woke up in the recovery room, because I was back into general anesthesia at that point. So I don't mm -hmm. remember that. Um, but what was what I was what I remember what I was experiencing at the before I came back was I got to see a place where we're all going. We call it heaven. But it wasn't seen with eyes. It was feeling. It was a mm -hmm. feeling I got. Um, and I was at a distance from it. Uh, like, But I can tell you, this place has a lot. There's a new type of love we're going to learn about or interact in. And it's remember. 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 Yeah, we're already in all these places. Um, and that's why when i talk about astral projection and stuff nowadays it's really nothing we're not traveling anywhere we're already everywhere because basically mm -hmm. everything has a black hole and that's how we travel we travel through black holes that's mm -hmm. how it works um and um really i think the black the word black hole is kind of a misnomer it's really more like a, a gateway or a portal that's what they are a portal of time if you will time and space <laughs> right, but right. um what i experienced was that that's the last thing i experienced was where we're all going and that's that was part of my message to bring back to you all was to tell you it's there's something so amazing that i can't express it in any language i don't have words for it mm -hmm. but it's it's an amazing and it's already here. We, um, it's already here all around us right now. Mm -hmm. And um, call it heaven on earth, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, um, it's everywhere. And uh, we can't experience it until we are vibrating at that frequency, put it that way. Um, right. And that is part of what I am learning about is how to, 
I just found out like a month ago that we could walk through portals on this earth in this realm with our bodies. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard. I've never like heard that. of that before. Um, I didn't know that was even possible. Um, so okay, so <laughs> you, so you, you're jumping in at the end. You're kind of on the way out of this space, going back to your body. You see heaven or lack of a better word i feel it i feel it feel you feel it and then you get kind of what slammed back into you or you just wake up in your body yeah i didn't even experience i don't even remember coming back to my body at all um i just remember waking up in the recovery room at some point after that experience i had feeling that next place we're all going to Mm. um and and we're talking about like a thousand year span of time that I was gone from here. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but I was able to experience lives like that far ahead. And do you, how much do you remember though? Uh, but details about every life, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but I'm still remembering every day. I have dreams about places I've Life. been. And I realized I was there, and then um, so. Um, I, I need to, I, I probably need to write, start writing everything down. Like, um, mm. but I don't have time for that right now because so many more important things are happening because right now. So what I remember the most was the reason for the lives more than the lives themselves, the details. Those, those are kind of mundane details, but the, the lessons of why I was in these other lives is more important. Mm. You just can't imagine how connected we all are it's mm-hmm. mind-boggling like you when you go to a restaurant with your wife or something and you see all the people around you they are all connected to you and when i the first uh, i think i went to ihop when i got out of the hospital from that surgery um and my mind was just going a million miles a second and it took me about a month for everything just to calm down to where i could cope here in this life because We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Of all the things I experienced, I realized, oh my God, the first thing I realized when I got back to this body was I've wasted so much time in my life. Mm. Wasted time. I'm I'm talking about like even watching TV or arguing with people. That's not important at all. Um, all the negative stuff it's just it's a waste of time like next time you even if one of your your viewers are having a bad day or something try to turn that bad day into something positive because energy doesn't die we just got to change it to a positive energy um that's really the that's really the secret to this mm. life mastering this life is um love is really all that matters here really um uh, that's why and it's not really the forgiveness learning to love and forgive just in the last eight months i've learned that it's not those things that we have to master it's um it's the it's what it's the vibration that those things generate Mm. like being grateful being grateful is a higher vibration than love being grateful that's um being grateful for everything you have for every soul 
we have to learn how to love every soul in our heart. I mean, think about how difficult that is. <laughs> mm. You know, it doesn't mean we have to be best friends with Saddam Hussein or something like that, but we have to forgive everybody because, and that's another thing I had a problem with when I came back was, uh, I still haven't got a straight answer to this. Why doesn't, I, I asked a lot of preachers this in my town I was in at the time. I said, how, why doesn't God love the devil? Jesus, why doesn't <laughs> Jesus forgive the devil? If we're supposed to do the same thing on our level, why, why isn't good that question. happening? Good question. <laughs> and this is what I think like now. I try to think outside the box as much as I can because that's what it's all about. It's about changing our vibration. And here on this planet, um, and this is one of many plants. Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, sure. um, we, we have other, these are just suits. These bodies are suits. And every system has its own atmosphere. And we have suits that are built for that atmosphere. For example, they, we breathe methane in some places as our oxygen there. You know, it's just mm -hmm. different. But well, let me ask you, when you came back, though, Mark, did you, how did you deal with this psychologically? Did you just accept this right away? Or did you just like, what the hell happened? Put it this way. Okay, so this was like 2012, 2011-12 when this happened. It was the very beginning of 2012, if I remember right. Like, I think it was February 9th, 2012 when this event happened. So it's taken me 11 years now to finally come out with my story because it's taken me that long how to to process all this. I'm still processing, but now I've gotten to a certain point when uh, I think I uh, it's time to kick it into another higher gear now. And but that's not why I came out and said anything at all. It just it was a circuit. Um, the reason I came out when I did was a, a divine intervention. How I even met Jeff. Reynolds <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it, it's just that's a whole other story in itself but uh, actually my YouTube channel Old Scrolls um, like I said it was like a play channel of mine that I was going to teach ancient languages the ones I know and then learn other languages with my um, subscribers and I was hoping that it would stir something inside their soul, their, their soul so they will remember another life they're living or like i did when i had my nd because when i was 20 years old now this is back in 1990 i re uh, i was on a bus in, in honolulu and i was stationed there in the, in the air force and i saw these four japanese girls reading reading this map on the bus and they they were really they looked really upset and really lost and, and when i looked down at their map um now this is uh this would be 22 years before my NDE, okay? So back then, I didn't know anything about NDEs mm -hmm. or nothing like that back then. But when I looked at their map they were looking at, it, it was written in characters all over the map. And I had this deja vu moment at that point. Um, I knew that I knew that language. I knew, I don't know how I knew that, like, kind of like a child prodigy you sit them at a piano when they're like three years old and they just start playing this big concerto or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's sort of the moment i had at that really exact second so after later on that day i went to the university of hawaii and i got a book on japanese characters <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, when i was flipping through this book 
all these memories started coming back to me. But I didn't understand how that was even possible um, back then. And um, and so I I actually enrolled in a Japanese class in, in Waikiki. Um, and when I when I took the entrance test, my sensei gave me, uh, she gave me an oral test, which I, I didn't understand a word she said. <laughs> but when she gave me a written test, I actually wrote in Japanese. Can you imagine? Wow. Uh, I actually wrote. Um, and when I got to Japan, uh, after that tour, I went to Japan for, um, for another tour duty and the people there, um, said that I wrote like the ancient ones. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So in my ND, I experienced a life, uh, when I was a woman in Japan a long time ago, this is back in like the feudal Lord days, um, mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, the li that life was connected with this life in a lot of ways. Um, so there I had to learn forgiveness in a very hard way because I had like four brothers and they were all killed. And so I became like one of them. I, I wanted to get revenge for their, de their deaths. So I, um, I used to dress like a guy in, in a warrior outfit uh, and to go um, Mulan style. Yeah. M Mulan <laughs> style. Yeah. Right. Got it. Kind of like the last samurai type of deal. Um, so let me ask you then, you said you had a second near death experience. How did that differ from this one? So this was my last two surgeries. This was 2017. Um, and um, I was just visiting some friends in Nashville or north of Nashville that year. Mm -hmm. um, and on Christmas Eve, I was <laughs> taken by ambulance down to Nashville to the hospital. And that's how it all started. So basically, uh, this mesh got infected inside me. They didn't know it at that time, but um, the mesh got all entangled with my insides and they had to open me up again. So they did the first surgery. It was kind of like an exploratory surgery because they didn't know exactly what was wrong. And so the next thing I, I did was I woke up in a lot of pain. Um, you know, every time I hit the button on that pain pump, nothing happened. I, I was just, I kept getting in worse pain and worse pain. And then finally, I developed this thing called, what they call it a fistula, it's like, which is a mm -hmm. fancy term for a tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, a tunnel developed inside of me, which wasn't good. So they had to put me out, out, but I didn't know that they were going to do that. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, they were going to put me in a comatose state. So, um, so at some point after that second surgery, they just took all the mesh out of me during that surgery and they put me in a coma. Well, I woke up in the coma <laughs> while, while I was out. Um, uh, and I know why exactly, because I'm in medical terms, I'm what they call an outlier. Mm -hmm. um, like it takes a lot more propofol, for example, they have to give me to put me all the way out. Um, and mm -hmm. these anesthesiologists, they always don't believe me when I tell them <laughs> every surgery I've had. They're, you know, it's hard to tell them things because you know, they don't like people non-doctors to give them mm -hmm. advice <laughs> mm -hmm. no, it happens enough. every time it happens every time i try to tell them you need to give me more of this and that 
because I'm going to wake up in excruciating pain if you don't, because it just takes more for some reason with my metabolism. Sure, sure, sure. I have red hair genes. That's part of it. Another doctor told me later on. But anyway, uh, so I, I woke up in this coma because they didn't give me a, a, enough uh, medication or whatever. Um, they were giving me fentanyl, which is toxic to most people. But like if, if Michael Jackson had uh, had my metabolism, he would still be alive today. Sure. guaranteed <laughs> um or all this fent this overdosing because of fentanyl fentanyl doesn't even work on me at all mm -hmm. at all you can give me ivs of it and it doesn't do anything to me we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show so <laughs> that's what that's one of the main drugs they were giving me in my, I had two central lines in my neck, and um, they, um, when I found out that after the fact, I said, "You got to switch me from that. I don't respond to that." So okay, so you, so you woke up in the coma, or did you, or, or did you, you woke up in the coma, and then where's the yes. death experience? Where's the NDE? Yeah. yeah, so I didn't know. So when I woke up, the first thing I, um, I saw was I was in this dark void if you will, like or a dark hallway. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of this black kind of like tunnel, and I've heard I've heard a lot of people talk about this, call, they call it the void. I, I believe I was in this void, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Now, some of the doctors after I came out of this experience said that I had what's called delirium. I couldn't mm -hmm. remember that word during my interview with Jeff, but I remembered it like a few minutes after that interview got done. It was delirium so doctors sometimes just chalk it up to delirium which i guess i don't know i've never really researched delirium a lot but um i guess that implies like you're having some kind of hallucination but to me it was no hallucination like mm -hmm. i was totally wide awake as i'm talking to you right now just like in my astral projection experiences which maybe we could talk about on another interview another day because mm -hmm. those are more profound than my near-death experience by the way is my astral projection experiences because I learned how to do it after my near-death experience. I wanted to prove that you could do it because um, so many so many people that told me about it, they said, "Mark, you don't have to die to experience what you experience," um, and that's what got me into astral projection after that. So you but so you woke up in the void. Woke up in this void. What what's going on here? Because last thing I knew, I was in excruciating pain and I was on my hospital floor. And they just started shooting stuff in my IV. And that's the last thing I remember until this moment. So I didn't know I had gone through another surgery. I didn't know any of that. I just knew that I was in this black kind of space. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw this little tiny light way off. I mean, it seemed like maybe like three football fields away. It's a real tiny point of light. A long way away. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? You know? And so I sort of started kind of floating towards that light a little bit. And then um, at some point, it, uh, I guess I didn't know what it was. I, there was like a lady on the other side of this little window. It kind of reminded me of uh, like a slit in the door or like you would serve a tray of, of food to somebody in prison, right? Those little slits. It was like a little slit like that. So I would look through the slit and there uh, there was this lady on the, this woman on the other side of that slit. And 
she was trying to talk to me, but I couldn't understand her. <laughs> and uh, and so this went on for a while, a long while. And maybe I was just in between worlds or something right there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's probably the delirium part. But then after that, everything started to get real bright all around me. It was like a, kind of like I was in a blue sky, just a 360-degree blue sky. And in front of me were all these chrome uh, outlined win windows. And each window uh, sort of reminded me of a um, maybe a page on your browser that has all the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what they look like, but a lot cooler, a lot more modern looking, like really shiny chrome borders on all, mm -hmm. the, with mm -hmm. all the videos. And with my mind, I could just play with my mind each one of these videos and um so there were so many videos i didn't know which one to watch first so i just kind of started from the top left and i kind of went just like i would on youtube or whatever and each video kind of showed me a little sliver of time in the future uh and sort of recent past or kind of present uh, i didn't see myself on the bed in a coma though i I thought I was dead. After a while, I, th I thought I had died, okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't know how else to think about it. But I remembered my near-death experience from five years earlier. Um, and I'm like, well, this is something totally different. <laughs> so am I dead? Because wouldn't I experience the same thing I experienced before? I was asking myself all these questions. And uh, I wasn't in a hurry uh, to figure all this out. Um, I was very calm. I was in no pain whatsoever. So I was disconnected from my nervous system somehow. Um, whether that be, I don't know. I don't know the medical terminology to tell you mm -hmm. how it works scientifically, but I was definitely disconnected from my nervous system because I was feeling no pain like I did when I came out of that. I didn't know I was intubated. I didn't know any of that. All as I could tell, I was in this field of windows. <laughs> at this point and so i thought at that point i thought okay i'm going to figure out why i died maybe one of these videos will show me how i died you know so i just started playing the videos and i i kept watching all of them over and over and over and over and over and i finally got to some I, well this one video and, and they would always end they weren't continuing continuous feeds they were clips okay um now that i'm learning how to edit videos now i can i know that terminology there but mm. so these are clips they were not like live streams <laughs> uh they were quantum, quantum clips i guess you could call them because some of them had different outcomes mm. depending on how many times i watched it if you can imagine that so um this one clip seemed, so I finally got to this one clip where it, it gave me the closest I, I could get to seeing why I had died. But then I figured out if I kept, if I played this other video with it, I could get a different outcome or something like that. Mm. Uh, I kept playing with the videos until I was trying to investigate how all this was happening, um, why I was in this state or how i died so it turns out that this is how i learned about the quantum clock a lot because 
I learned that if I did certain things in some of these other videos, it would have an effect when I played these other videos. In the, the sequence I was watching them in seemed to be important, I found out. Mm -hmm. I found out kind of like by accident. Um, but then, so I watched this one video, then I watched another video, and I kept trying to create a pattern where I could understand what had led up to this. And I got to this one video where I actually seemed like, instead of stopping where it normally stopped, it kept going. <laughs> And I figured out, okay, well, it, and those other, the, and the other pattern I watched these in, I did this and that. What if I do this differently? Maybe I'll live. And sure enough, uh, that's when um, I was starting to come out of that delirium or whatever the doctors say it is. Um, that's when I, I just decided to fight to stay alive in this video. <laughs> mm. so, I, so at this point, the video went from a clip to actual reality. I don't know how that's even possible. So I knew my outcome before the outcome was even known. Mm -hmm. Just like Einstein and others explained about how um, entanglement works. It, it's really like that. Um, everything's known ahead of time. Because <laughs> it's all um, happening at the same time. Yes. So that's what I experienced in my first ND too. I experienced future lives and past lives and I realized it was all connected to this present life. And um, so I can tell you what I experienced was exactly that. There is no such thing as future or present. Like 1776, when we became the United States of America, that's still happening. That same day is happening right now. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to understand. Now I'm realizing these moments, every moment in your life, keep happening over and over and over and over until something stops that moment or changes well, that moment. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So, and we're going to just jump off here a second from the, uh, the near death experience, because I think this concept is really interesting to kind of dive into just a little bit is that from what I've heard from different channels, uh, even spiritual masters, is that when there's a thought, and quantum physicists, by the way, when there's a thought, um, you're, you create a new reality, a new timeline, and another new timeline, and another yeah. new timeline, and you're that's, constantly that's jumping. That's my new epiphany lately. Yeah, you're kind of jumping back and forth between timelines based on what you think. Because we all have those thoughts, like yes. you're in traffic and you're like, I wish I could just get out and beat the crap out of that guy because he's just he's just being he flicked me off. Something as stupid as that. Yeah. Well, in the in a timeline that happened and that started yes. another because of the of our powers of, of our mind. Yeah. So that, I think that I, I, all the leaps or that's just forever. Has. Yeah, yes. yeah. So it's an infinite amount of worlds, it's an infinite amount of multiverses, if you will. It yeah. just continues. So it sounds like from your first near-death experience you got to travel a little bit in that world mm -hmm. going from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. Exactly. And even in this, the second NDE, you were able to experience different points of a little bit of the past, a little bit of the future, quote unquote. Cause it, but it was more know, recent. It was really recent. It was close. It was within that realm. 
to the point right. where you caught up on the television and then a uh, television on the screen and that caught up to reality. So is that yes. how you jumped out of that near death experience into your own into into life where we are now? Yes, exactly. You That's woke exactly right up what and... happened. Matter of fact, um yes. Um, I saw ahead of time the outcome of me mm-hmm. coming out of it. That's how I knew I had a chance. I had, a, I, I knew I had a 50-50 shot, it seemed like, of getting out. And um, I was like, because uh, it up until that point, it had been torture. Like, they had me on one of these. Um, so after I, there was a point when I came out of all these um when I came out of all those windows, I actually went mm-hmm. back into that field once they gave me more stuff in my IV or whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually went back to that window field. But th- there was a time when I was just looking. Well, they put washcloths on my eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I would have got really mad and frustrated that they did that because then I couldn't see anything in the room. Um, mm-hmm. And they had the food network on in my on my TV in my room. The whole time I was in this coma, which is about a you know, like a week, I had to listen to this Food Network, and uh, <laughs> they they give you this stuff called TPNs, like tertiary something. Mm-hmm. They put that in my central line for my food. So, and I remember this nurse kept coming in and say, "Okay, Mister Hodges, this is your cheese steak coming in right now, um, or whatever." And then, or this is just a, got a nice piece of. Uh, you know, apple pie coming through your IV <laughs> or nice. something, and but that you know that doesn't fill you up or satisfy you. But this Food Network was on the whole time, and I, oh, I get so mad. Uh, so, but- <laughs> so but you but you came back out of it, and and then you've just been processing it for the last eleven years, essentially dealing with it, investigating it, under trying mm-hmm. to get an understanding of where it is. I tried telling this to a few of my family members, and I just got rejected, like. Well, my father died that same year later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm, and he died really quickly. But he, the last conversation we had in his life was an argument about my near-death experience. He thought it was from the devil, da 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 you know, whatever. Obviously, obviously and, the devil is always involved. Yeah. Right. <laughs> obviously, there's a demon, brother, there's a devil, sure. And my brother and sisters chose to stay in that religion. So they're the same exact way. I can't talk to them about any of this. And um, and really, back then, when I had my NDE, it, it wasn't so receptive back then either to, for the average person. So no, it's been kind of a lonely life up till now. And now I found out there's a lot of us that chose to meet here, meet me here, um, mm-hmm. via that sh- the first um, podcast. Um, I told my story on I had all these people who showed up on my doorstep and turns out we all decided to come here at this time for something really important and big bigger than us and um, that's why I'm on your show right now because this was all meant to be Uh, there are no such thing as coincidences at all agreed agreed there's (laughs) no there's no question and if you imagine you know 10 years ago or you know, twelve years ago, how how rough it is. I had people on the show from the seventies and the sixties wow. who had NDEs. Who can you imagine trying to have those guys? Yeah, yeah. Well, just you know, um, I don't know how old you, you are. I'm fifty four, but um, so mm-hmm. my whole growing up, my whole teenage years and early adult, we didn't have the internet back then. You know, so, oh no, I didn't have. Um, I'm not that I, young, sir. <laughs> 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 I remember, I remember three channels. 
uh saturday morning right. cartoons I, well yeah well we had a fourth member that we had the uh uhf channel the um, uhf channel of course the, and we had the little bunny or special bunny with some thing. aluminum foil occasionally <laughs> right. and we basically were just on a bicycle so you're, you're uh, playing like it you're in, from my generation then for sure. i'm i'm a little bit younger but not too far we we've walked over the same bodies <laughs> as they say sir uh <laughs> we oh have, yeah you remember like when i was in the military even uh, when we were trying to watch the Super Bowl, we were in one of those skiffs where you know it had no windows or anything. So, we uh, one of us would volunteer to hold up a wire leading from the back of the TV antenna uh, thing, like MacGyver doing some kind of MacGyver oh yeah, thing. you know. And depending on where you were standing, or where oh you were yeah, that car, you can get that. You can get that. Come in. <laughs> oh no, I mean we sound like old farts here, but yes, kids. If, if there's anyone under no any, anyone under forty are. listening right now are going what, what what we live like savages. Basically, we live like savages essentially. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we Mar got the first pong, and I remember the when MTV oh, yeah. and everything came out. Oh that yeah, was, pong. I remember pong. pong. Your Atari. Oh yeah. Atari. I had in television. Uh, oh wow! I was, I was fancy. I was fancy. You were uptown. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. was uptown. I got a television. <laughs> um, but Mark, it, thank you so much for sharing your story, man. I I know we could talk for hours about yeah, uh, this... about about this stuff. Um, but I hope that this conversation um helps somebody else going through it, or just gives people an insight to what we're what we're these ideas, oh these concepts, because the, the, a lot of the ideas you have, or a lot of the concepts that are discussed in both your near-death experiences is stuff that we talk about on the show all the time with quantum physicists, with spiritual masters, with channelers, with different people from different walks of life around the world. And, you know, again, from my perspective, being privy to all of it, my perspective of talking to so many people, the second you say something, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes absolute sense because of this, this, yeah. this, and this. And it's in a, in a, oh yeah, and this makes sense. That's why that sense. I want to next time we talk, Alex. Let's talk about some of the after ND stuff that's happened, especially this year, because um, I'm learning. So I, I'm just learning. The, I'm a baby in so many of these things that you have guests on talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But now I'm well, all these light bulbs are starting to come on for me now. Like I'm starting to understand that wow we can really change timelines and does that have a paradox effect like oh one thing i want to really mention also that we didn't get a chance to talk about is think about um think of think of dimensions that we live around as like a rubik's cube okay or have you ever seen that movie the cube where yeah yeah okay the cube okay that's kind of how dimensions really work all the time so um well, Interstellar does that too. Interstellar think, has those kind of think, QB. Think like there's a change, a click yeah. in different directions, and that's how dimensions change. And that's, uh, I don't know how that all works yet. I'm still figuring that out, but there's so many layers to it. But that's happened. I think that's why people have this Mandela effect, for example. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what's happening with us right now. This, we're maybe coming into that crossing, that uh, Milky Way equator. I think that's what I think that's I understand like when they called the Nibiru remember the whole Nibiru craze back in uh, mm -hmm. early 2000s well I think that they used to call it planet of the crossing and I thought it meant crossing into our solar system but I think now I understand that that crossing is crossing the Milky Way equator 
not our solar system. So I think every 12,000 years on the way up, we cross that equator. And on the other side, we cross the equator and we go through this really magnetic, electromagnetic turbulence. And mm -hmm. that coupled with maybe that solar system from our twin star coming into contact with our solar system for that brief period and crossing through that crossing at the same time, that's so, when things can really happen. I think that's so, kind of like what's going on right now. That's really interesting. And and since you mentioned the Mandela effect, I have to ask you a few questions about the Mandela effect. So we have had okay. a, a bunch of guests on <laughs> about Mandela effects. It's a it's fascinating my, It is one of my fast. Okay, so who was the person who was in the, who was the face of the publisher's clearing house when you were a kid. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Ed McMahon. Obviously no. it's Ed McMahon. It's no. obviously Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon has never been but a part who of who are the they saying it is now? Uh they've they've never had they've never been associated with with, with Ed McMahon. What? Never. It, it, apparently he was part of family Wait, some whoa, circle whoa. i haven't it? heard this one I've oh no no, the, no 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 i've no, heard no, the no. magic mirror and all that stuff but i haven't heard this one yet. oh I'll th i'm gonna blow your mind a little bit here mark this is just gonna be fun anyone still <laughs> listening this is just gonna blow your head so prepare yourselves uh ed mcmahon has never been a part of publishers clearinghouse he never was the guy handing checks with big balloons at people's doors. Oh, I remember. I could almost, oh, if I could draw I, and I could sketch. No, no, it, I we all. We, there is of millions of us who remember this. Okay, is it Jif peanut butter or Jiffy peanut butter? That's another one that got me. Um, Jiffy for sure. It's Jif. It's never been. I know. Jiffy. I, I, I know. I've heard that. <laughs> but the one that get that gets me the most is the magic mirror on the wall thing. That it's all. Oh yeah, mirror mirror oh. on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And and right? what is it? And what is it? Oh, it's mirror, mirror, a magic mirror on the wall. That's yeah, what that's it says cool. now. That's BS. That's BS. There's no magic. Oh, I know. It's mirror, mirror on that's the wall. Right. It's, it's not mirror, magic mirror, mirror, on, mirror on, the on the wall. That makes no sense. Okay. Field of Dreams. Remember the movie Field of Dreams? Oh, I haven't heard this one yet. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that okay. by okay. heart. I know with with Kevin heart. Costner. Everyone yep. who's listening. 89, Kevin I Costner. Remember, uh, Field uh, of Dreams. Actually, the guy... For the play Darth Vader's voice is in that movie. Well, James Earl Jones, yes. Yes. James so is it <laughs> what do they what, what what do they say? What is the voice that he hears in the field? If you build it, they will oh, come. If, if you build it, they will come. No. What does it say now? Go watch the movie tonight and it will say right. if you build it, he will come. He will come. BS. It's they will come. No, they will it come. It is they always will come they. because it's the it's always been Wait. they, of course. Uh, oh no wait a minute let's, let's go let's go into <laughs> star wars star okay. wars oh empire strike Luke, i'm uh i'm your father no no is it is it so what is it is it luke i am your father yeah it, it's definitely. not it's not i know it's like i oh this is what, 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 what i don't even know gone, what this the other I one is gone and watched some of these movies like uh there's also one in forrest gump Mm -hmm. so oh, I didn't know I this have, one. I have three little co second cousins that were in that plane. They were uh, they were extras in the movie. They were playing jump rope. And when he's talking to the yeah, I remember that scene. The African American lady on the bench. There was a yeah, scene yeah. where they were yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my, those are my cousins. Uh, oh, nice, nice. So Mears, what was Savannah, it in Forrest Gump? So what is it for, what is in, in there? Life is like a box of chocolates. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. But that's the line, isn't it? That's got to be. It, and it isn't. It isn't that. No, I don't know. No, it isn't it, that. 
what is it now? It says something like. Uh... So, all right, last one, last one, because we can go this forever. But There's it's not so that. many. It's something totally different too. It like it's life a lot. It's life is like a box of now, chocolates. Now I don't, I don't know about thing. the yeah the Wellington bear thing or no. The... Oh no, the Berenstein Berenstein bears. Baron, I never saw that when I was growing up, so I didn't even get that one. But yeah, Berenstein bears. All right, I'll give you one more. Fruit of the loom, okay. Fruit of the loom. Uh, fruit of the loom. The, they had the little. Uh, they had the bowl cornucopia. Of yeah, the cornucopia fruit, right? That was in the middle. The middle of the. Yeah, and table. the fruit came out of the corn. It's called the cornucopia. Right. I think that little kind of cornucopia. horn, that little horn thing that that yeah. the fruit came out of. Right? No, never existed. What? It's just been fruit. So this is the Mandela effect. If you haven't, <clears throat> if everyone listening, you have not heard of the Mandela oh, effect. Yeah. Google it. Have some fun. Uh, there is. I have episodes with quantum physicists talking to me about the Mandela effect that are out in, on the channel as well. So you can take you a know, look at okay, that. Now here's, an, here's another perspective I was thinking about. Did you ever see that show Lost? Of course, yeah. Okay, Hurley and the game. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think we're actually, those of us living right now, actually that happened to, like we all really died, like in 2012. I think when the Mayan calendar ended, we switched dimensions. And that's when all this if you remember, that's when all this Mandela effect stuff started. Was right around that time. And like so I said, maybe, if you maybe want, we're if you, all dead. All I gotta say is, maybe hopefully there's I no smoke. Back, back hopefully there's no dimension. smoke monster uh, here. Smoke, right. Uh, <laughs> let's hope and pray there's no smoke monster here. Um, anyway, my friend, I'm gonna ask. Smoke monster? I don't. I don't. Was it started with a J? Not Jericho. No I all I know is the writers or... got really lazy at the end of that show. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. They got really lazy. The very end. Yeah. Of course, it was a horrible ending. But anyway, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Ask all my guests, Mark. Um, what is your definition of living a fulfilled life? That's a really great question because we all seem to have little different mm -hmm. um, takes on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Living a fulfilled life, um, I I haven't lived it yet. Uh, even though I've had a full life, I mean, I've experienced things that most people will never experience in their life, lifetime, these lifetimes. But I would say just, um, now let me ask you this. Do you mean like the the possibilities? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. How do you, yeah. How do you define living a fulfilled life or a good life? It's a general statement. Yeah. Get rid of fear in your life. Mm -hmm. Number one. Fear is the opposite of love in my book. And fear, if once you get rid of fear, you're going to feel the freest you've ever felt ever in your life. Uh, and now, uh, those of us who have had these NDUs um, and our astral projection, we can tell you firsthand that we don't die. So that's mm -hmm. one fear you can erase from your book. So once you understand that we don't die, then you understand, like, if you jump off a cliff or you're in a bad car wreck or whatever, I can assure you that even before that car wreck happens or you fall off that cliff or whatever, you're gonna, your soul is gonna come out of your body before any of that happens. Um, mm -hmm. And this is just, I've heard that you, this, is, this is how yeah. it's gonna be. So once you get rid of all the fear, then you will, you can live a more fulfilled life because then you're, um, you're not afraid to, to experience new things and do things. And mm -hmm. I mean, of course, that doesn't mean we go out and rob banks. And, uh, sure, of course, earlier, of course. But, um, there's consequent, there's negative consequences okay. that come with those kind of negative decisions. 
but <laughs> gotcha. but yeah once you once you realize fear is stopping you from doing so many things then you can live more of a fulfilled life if you had a chance to go back in time and talk to little mark what advice would you give him i would just tell him everything i know now and um god um that's actually a key to what i'm learning right now is to go back actually go back and talk to little mark little Mm Alex, and take a point in your life maybe a decision you made in your past go back to that moment in time and just imagine making a different decision back then in that part of your life and Mm -hmm. seeing how far you can take that in your imagination and guess what that will happen you can actually go back and i can talk i've been doing that i've been going back into my tell little mark this and that and uh, it's going to be interesting to see the results of that somehow interesting yes and it's yes yeah. like yeah like what if i would have dated that girl or what if i would have gone to that school or what if i would have gotten that yeah. job oh and my see God. where that goes you know or i would have not dated that person or i would have gotten not gotten that job yeah i was I actually going on a date with somebody um uh and i was i was going out on my second date and the phone rang on my way out the door to go on that second date with somebody I really liked. But there was another girl on the other line of that phone that I didn't know was going to be there that stopped me from going on that date that night. And it wasn't a very good outcome. I wish (laughs) if I had one, I wish if I had one moment in time, I would not answer the phone and just keep walking out the door. And I I often wondered how my life would have been different. And now I'm actually thinking it. Like I picture myself leaving the phone on the wall and not answering but back it's then we didn't have cell yeah. phones yeah. you know you didn't know who was calling it could have been your parents um, yeah and you had to pay um, extra for caller id exactly <laughs> and three-way call you had to have a phone that uh, recognized caller id too that's true now how do you define how do you define god god is all of us put together everything everything and every all of us everything that there is is god okay. it's I call it the infinite one. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. The infinite and, one. Um, but we're trying to, food for thought, try to think what happened before. You know, I know he was always, God has always been beginning and the end. But there, our minds want don't believe that we think there has to be a beginning to that so i always try to think about that i I get overwhelmed when i try to think about that and what is the (laughs) ultimate purpose and what is the ultimate purpose of life is to learn the lessons we came here to learn and move on to the graduating class with me (laughs) because i want to be in the graduating class this time and not have to repeat like groundhog day Oh, the most spiritual <laughs> movie of all yeah. time. The most spiritual movie of all time, Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, no question Groundhog about it. Day. Oh most my spiritual God, yes. movie of all time. Now, you where can people find that? Plays when the radio alarm goes off. Oh God! Yeah, Sunny. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and and where can people find out more about you and the and the work that you're trying to do in the world? Okay, so my channel is my YouTube channel is Old Scrolls. Okay. It's kind of a double entendre. Think about old souls, old mm-hmm. scrolls. You uh, there? One of our 
one of the things I haven't even started yet. It's actually I'm launching it this week is my ancient language portion of this whole thing. But um, the whole premise is you're going to learn ancient languages with me. Uh, some of them I know, most of them I don't. And while we're doing that, hopefully that'll stir something inside you to remember who you really are, all these other lives we're living and how we're all connected. Uh, I call the substance, the invisible substance that connects us all uh, electric honey. That's what I call it now. Well, that's, that's, lovely. that's <laughs> lovely. I like that. Electric honey. Electric oh, that's honey. Nice. Um, I thought that'd be a good name for a song too, because I'm a musician. So, <laughs> oh, that would definitely be a band from the '60s or '70s. Yeah, no <laughs> more '60s, I think. Electric Honey. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. um, and then um, we have a companion um, uh, Facebook page called Gamma Scrolls, like Game of Thrones, but Gamma sure. Scrolls. One of our uh, first subscribers came up with that name, and we it just stuck with us. Great. So it's Game of Scrolls, and so it's Facebook slash groups slash Game of Scrolls. Um, uh, go ahead. We have podcasts on there, uh, three or four days a week, um, that just stay in Facebook uh, because I wanted to create a safe space for everybody to come, you know, learn how to heal and learn how to, we have to learn how to heal ourselves so we can teach others mm -hmm. uh, to do the same. And once everybody learns how to heal and learns, uh, and learns all these things, that we've been taught to forget, um, like how to astral project, things like that. Uh, I want a, a safe place for people to come that's private, where they could talk about their deep, um, deepest, darkest traumas, because that's something we all have in common uh, that have come here. And when we've met up is we all have been through these massive traumas in our life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, think about all the different possible, possible traumas. And we they're all represented and um so yeah that that's a that's a place where I, uh, i'm trying to get more subscribers to come over there until we can uh, a lot of people don't like facebook so you know i understand well, yeah. but <laughs> well well mark i i appreciate you uh coming on the show and sharing your story and your journey oh, man, with all thank of us, you for friend. having me I, it's, uh, we could talk about this forever and but, uh, um I if you if you think um if you think about another topic that we could talk about, um, please have me back or maybe I'll invite you to my channel one day if you have time. I, I appreciate <laughs> you, my friend. Thanks again. All right, Alex. I want to thank Mark so much for coming on the show and sharing his story with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash three, two, six. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.